American Capitalism, A History, with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist. For all this industrial change, all this industrial development, America was still mostly a rural country. And as Macy's revolutionized the selling of goods in the city, so did Aaron Montgomery Ward revolutionized selling goods in the country. In 1872, he releases his very first catalog, selling goods not in a particular store, but just through the mail, through looking at a catalog. And in that moment, everything changes. Aaron Montgomery Ward was 28 years old when he introduced the catalog to America. As a young man, he had worked as a day laborer at a brickyard and then at a general store in his home state of Michigan. But at 19, he came to Chicago to work at one of that city's largest dry good houses. From there, he started working out the supply chain, selling goods, uh, trying to sell all these goods made in Chicago in rural country stores. He was what they call at the time a drummer. In his travels, he met lots of retailers and consumers alike up and down the Mississippi Valley, where he was struck again and again how much more expensive things were in the country than in a city. He wondered to himself, is it possible to make things as cheap out here as they are in Chicago? Now remember, this is exactly the same moment when Macy's is failing in Haverhill, Massachusetts, that he's trying to bring those prices down in the country just like they are in the city. And you can't do it, not with a store, not with a fixed store that has to sit on all this inventory because there just isn't the volume to make it possible to sell things as cheaply in the country as in the city. And so Ward thought differently about what it meant to define a market. Macy and other kinds of retailers thought of the market as the area near them. But the new railroads presented a new possibility, having the store nowhere near the customer, selling goods only through a catalog. In 1872, he and his brother had gathered the capital necessary to carry out this new experiment with the catalog. They had a small 12 by 14 room in Chicago. And in this room, they rethought what was meant by the market. In the late 19th century, as we've discussed, prices were falling everywhere. So cheaper goods were always in demand because of the deflation. And so Ward recognized this, and he reached out to these rural communities trying to sell the goods. At first, the catalog was very simple. It was just a single sheet of paper that sold the most common things that people in the country would want. A very narrow list, just 200 kinds of goods. But the prices were unbelievably low, almost like he was trying to rip them off, that it was a scam of some kind. So how was he able to convince them that he was one of them? And the answer was by embracing the language of the political movements of that particular point in time. The Grangers and all their criticisms of Eastern bankers and big cities were embraced by Aaron Montgomery Ward even as 
he operated out of Chicago. He said, we are one of you. He thought this was a way to combine politics and consumption into one product, in this case, the first catalog. Because he was selling directly to consumers, he was able to achieve the volumes that made it possible to drop the prices on his goods. So it was like he had a department store spread out across the countryside. And so he did the same things that Macy did. He bought from auctions, he relied on volume, he paid in cash, he limited his debt expenses, and he began with a narrow inventory. By 1874, his single page had become eight pages. By 1875, it was 72 pages. By the end of the 1880s, it was over 500 pages long with over 24,000 items that you could buy as cheaply in the most rural community as you could in downtown Chicago. It was the Amazon of its time. And it connected Americans through the railroads, through the goods, together. The catalog wove various communities together into one national consumer society. Everyone everywhere could buy out of this catalog. So at the core of this catalog was a contradiction. It was big city cheapness and country identity. People were identifying as country people, and the, and the catalogs reaffirmed it. In the 1870s, the catalog itself said it was the, quote, original Grange supply house, or, quote, the wholesale Grange supply house, which really connected them with the rising anger of the Plains, people who were furious about how Easterners owned their farms through these new farm mortgages. And so the Montgomery Ward catalog tapped into that anger and rural identity, even as it was itself coming out of the big city. It made everyone a Chicagoan in how they dressed, in material goods, but reaffirmed a political identity as a country person, as producers, as people who make things rather than as consumers, as farmers who grow the crops as opposed to city people who just eat them. And so this contradiction was smoothed over by this political idea of the Grange as the Grange supply house, enabling these people who were, in fact, most of the population able to buy these goods and yet maintain their identity as good country folk. For more information, go to edX.org and look for American Capitalism, A History with Lewis Hyman and Edward Baptist, or go to facebook.com slash American Capitalism MOOC. This podcast has been brought to you by Cornell X from Cornell University. Mm -hmm.